folks, welcome to yet another excellent episode of Cosmos with Cosmos. Woohoo! Woo! I'm Brandon. I'm Liz. I'm Mike. And I'm excited to be back here after like two years not being on the show. <laughs> he was on assignment. <laughs> I was on assignment, yeah. So, so, so when did you know? When I, when I was gone, I just kind of forgot who everyone wants to this podcast and realized I don't know them at all. So we thought, let's uh, ask some questions of our group here and see what we know. Do they know things? Let's find out. Let's find out. Yeah. But first, we have some other things we got to talk we got, about. We got a couple of other things, um, like what drinks we have. Ooh. Let's start to my right, Liz. Me. Uh, I have a, uh, I drink and I, I don't know anything. <laughs> That's what my drink is. And it is simply just uh, vodka and watermelon sorbet blended Ooh, together. Sorbet. Nice. Yeah. Blast hint of summer. I know, it's starting to get too cold for cold things, so I was like, I gotta get it out of the freezer. Yeah, the, the weather next week has a high of 44 for one day. It's, nice. it's time. Nice. <laughs> All right, um, I have, since I'm asking some questions, I have the, the guy who knows most of the answers, an old Rasputin. Old Rasputin. Old Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Just a good old, good old strong beer. Mm. Yeah, you can't kill it. It looks like death. You want to taste it? <laughs> it's, real, it's one of my favorite beers. Uh, Mr. George? I am drinking a, uh, I drink and I know things. Hey! See what we did there? <laughs> yeah. So between the two of them, we'll average out to yeah. knowing something. Maybe one thing, I yeah. don't know. One of the two things. Yes, and in honor of um, a little bit of snow showing up on our first weather forecast, I have, um, I have cranberry and apple mixed with a little cinnamon whiskey. Ooh, yes. Nice. Most excellent. All right, so before we dive into the episode, uh, first of all, I gotta figure out Jack's drinking, which is no. um, uh, uh, he's actually he's drinking a s'more latte, but he says Rasputin is oh. vodka and prune juice. Oh, oh my! That sounds That's gross. Real bad. You need prune in it. Ugh. Well, yeah. so this is that's, keep it regular. Though. So that's the, the old Rasputin. This is the old Rasputin, which I guess is just whatever. All right. <laughs> anyway, we got a couple of rules here. Um, what were the rules? You don't even remember the rules. I, I remember some rules. Dogs. 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 Star Lord of the Wars. Rings. Lord of the Rings. Those are it. Oh my god. Three rules. <laughs> Give Liz the book. She, <laughs> she's in charge now. Really nice book. Right. Um, and um, Liz, what are uh, <laughs> socials? Any... Oh, yeah, follow us on all the things at, at at Drinking Cosmos on the Twitters, and then at Drink, and then at Cosmos with Cosmos everywhere else. Uh, the the Instas, the uh, Anchor right. the Spotify's, the Google Pods, the Apple Pods. I don't know how things work. That's, uh, that's find us that's out the there. One, yeah. Oh man, your mom, Earl Grey, hot. hot. Yeah. Well done. Well done. It's the only way to go. Well done. Miss Picard. <laughs> All right, you what, a, what an enterprising drink. Hey. Anyway, uh, is that a drink? Since no, no. we don't do a Star Trek reference. No, we don't no, do a Star Trek reference. All right, so to get to know each other. Um, are are we supposed to rotate asking each other these questions? Or originally, that was a thought, but since I know them all, I'm just going to okay. ask you. And then and I was I'll jump in if I need to. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I wrote these on it. a plane after long tricks, so I was just kind of tired. Okay, then. This is not the wedding questions, are they? Um, so, how did you guys meet? No. <laughs> I just... Different story. <laughs> All right, so to start this off right, um, I guess for people to get to know us, Star Trek or Star Wars? Both. Oh. Why do you, why do you have to I didn't one? say and or. 
There's an or in there. I, I if you completely... have one last franchise to watch in your life before you die tomorrow, is it gonna be Star Wars or is it gonna be Star Trek? Marvel. Mm. Mm. Deadpool. Mm. Uh, <sighs> Alright, so oh wow. Uh, that's just what I do when I can't decide. I just sigh forever. Okay, then <laughs> I, I would say for me, Star Trek. I, I love the intellectualism of Star Trek and um, the the hope for what the future could hold. Mm. Um, I'm going to go with Star Wars. Okay. <gasps> okay. Um, and that's because there's less to get through. <laughs> well, true. unless you want to go through Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, I, I think she's just thinking uh, the nine movies. Rebels is not that great. <laughs> so, you know, that could be skipped. But, okay. yeah. All right. Uh, so I like you it. Just it's more like, fun. You I don't just like Chopper. The... That's the only reason you why. You really I don't like Chopper. Don't like Chopper. Chopper's you, great. Like Chopper's got the... That's the only reason why you would no. skip Rebels. It's because no. you don't like Chopper. R2B can't you or go home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what, okay, we can't skip the question. I sure I can. Mm. No, no, you get the answer, man. <laughs> It's always trying to get out of the questions he asks. You seem pretty good at it, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that obviously depends on a million and a half different things. Uh, but if I'm thinking peak Star Wars versus peak Star Trek, without any context around it, um, Star Trek. Because Star Wars matters when you consider all the context and all the series and all the knowledge building into it. But Star Trek can stand in an episodic scenario. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Cool. All right. Um, so I think I asked this one yesterday. Given a week, how would you prepare for the zombie apocalypse? There are some space questions in here. There's a couple. <laughs> I, I hope there's more. <laughs> now we gotta get through it faster than we just did. Like three there's hours. no way we're gonna I, get I told you. Questions. I told you it was just gonna be five. So pick your top okay, five. Okay, oh, okay, okay, okay. So how would you prepare for a zombie apocalypse? Um, gather most important supplies. And and head to some remote ass location. Yeah, uh, get as far away from other people as possible. And remote is not Bend, Oregon. I'll, I'll just tell you I'm that. Sorry, there's too many people in Bend. Um, no, yeah, but but there's a lot of open space. Like it seems like east of Bend. And start learning how to hunt. Oh, I know, right? We well, got a week. Oh well, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to buy a gun. We're gonna have to go get a bunch of dog food, um, <laughs> and a lot of water, and then God, just I don't know. Look, let's face it. We're gonna die. We're gonna die. There's no. We're gonna be zombies. We, we will die. We are not. We are not the Rick Grimes that lives forever through a zombie apocalypse. Meanwhile, we have a zombie apoc- apocalypse guide book. Down we on the do bookshelf. have that. We will utilize <laughs> that. We have two copies because I have one too. Oh, I, <laughs> all right. Um, Okay, your turn. I would use all of my savings and empty everything to do a couple of things. Number one is to buy a forge and a bunch of metal so I can make things um, without having to be reliant on the market, which will no longer be available. Where are you going to put this forge? Um, Montana somewhere. <laughs> Montana doesn't have any people. Yeah, they Montana somewhere. People. My mom said she'd gather all of us and we'd go to a basement. <laughs> you don't have a basement. <laughs> <laughs> she said a basement. It could be anybody's basement. Who's basement? We'll just find a basement. Well, do we have a basement? We don't have a basement. I mean, I, I don't know. Sort of? No. 
don't know. It's a crawl space. It's a. It's, it's a, a terrifying, a, terrifying crawl space. It's a. It's a uh, haunted crawl space. I don't know. That's what it is. It leaks something. Hey! Surprise guest! Hey! There he is. Coming all the way from Yeehaw Town. From Texas. Texas. Uh, I hope he's got uh, oh, a barbecue. Wow, Katie. Katie would just jump into a volcano or take some cyanide. I choose volcano way ahead of cyanide. But when a volcano hurts, and it's not you're not. Gonna oh, it's going to be pretty long, interesting. You know, I mean, remember, think of Smigs. You know, Smigs jumps in. Yeah, but and he's, he's pretty. He's happy. He's he had pretty. moments. Also, he had Lord moments. of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, it is. All right. Next question. <laughs> what? We're still talking about. Oh, okay. I thought we were trying to keep going. Sure. Volcanoes? Yeah, no. And were that those like cool ass videos where they throw stuff into oh, the volcano? Yeah, that's that's satisfying. so cool. It's very and satisfying. It, and it, it, and it, just, it just explodes up. And that's like that's like bio mass. It's like I don't know chickens. I don't know what's what it, dead chickens, but but it is actually biomass, and so they throw it in there, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it goes, and then it just erupts oh, up. It's really see? cool. Yes. See, that's what I want. Yes. Okay, Ron's destroying TikTok, apparently. Miss Proctor Show. Talks work. We love you too, Ron. <laughs> check, check his shit out. He does some cool stuff. He does. He's doing some cool stuff in Texas. Anyway, yeah. all right, we gotta move on. Questions. We got so many questions to get right. through. Next question. What is this podcast to you? What? Like, what is, how do you why? Written? <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you enjoy doing it? What does it mean to you? Why do we keep doing this after over a year, almost two years now? Um, because it's fun getting to spend time together and we get to talk about the stuff that we love talking about. And it's fun. It's a nice, like, just escape from oh. the world. And we just get to... And I like that's what we do every single night. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we just hang out and talk about what we're talking about. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It, you it, know, it's... and connect with people and, you know, maybe share some knowledge and we learn stuff back. and. Yeah, to me, the best days were, like, giving shows. Mm. And yeah. and this is this is like being in a planetarium and none of us are in a dome. Um, so this is our way to be yeah, like, this is our dome. This is our yeah. dome. And, dome. and we get to give these planetarium shows while we drink, which yeah. is what we all wanted to do when really? we were giving. Really? Oh, oh, God, especially if you have a school group. Oh, geez. yeah. And then in all honesty, we get to hang out with some pretty cool people yeah. every other Sunday. So, exactly. um, so, you know, when I, I said we have like a full crew and then, and then we have a special guest today, which is so exciting. <laughs> um, and apparently we make good TV. Hey. And uh, my mom gets to see us more often because she gets to see us our pixels. <laughs> our pixels. Okay. All right. Wow, you're getting um, deep with these questions. I thought it was going to be like, I'm going, what, I'm what going, star do you want to I'm explode? going all over the place here. <laughs> uh, so in that same vein of the podcast, um, in your opinion, both of yours, what's the difference between a good science communicator and a great science communicator? Um, and what, what uh, we can even bring it down to a basic level to you, what just makes a good science communicator? Um, I mean, I think a good science communicator or a great one is somebody that can explain, you know, what are complicated clearly concepts or complicated, you know, things that are based in, you know, whatever fucking squiggly line math there is, but explaining it and breaking it down in a way that is relatable and understandable to just, you know, someone who doesn't have that, you know, 
educational background mm-hmm. and years of field study. That they, or they, they, can, they can explain um, hardcore f- physics or astronomy concept things um, to, you know, people that, you know, majored in art or philosophy or something like that. And what makes, and then they're great if they can also make it fun. Hey. Exactly. Gotta make fun. it fun. And, and that's what and I'm entertaining gonna, and, yeah. you know. That's what I was going to say next. There's a big difference between being good at uh, explaining, you know, falling into a black hole and, but you come across as a professor um, and as opposed to like Neil deGrasse Tyson who can make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. Or Bill Nye's or, you or know. Bill Nye's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Carl Sagan. Yeah, yeah. you agree? I'm, I'm agreeing. Yeah. What about you? I mean, what's your thought? So it's... Little Mr. I'm not going to answer any of the questions I with, ask. All right, with science communication, to me, it's we obviously cannot build the relationship that teachers can with their students over the course of a year or multiple years, so we're just in there with short bursts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, of course, with um, making science fun, educating, it's reinforcing a way of broad thinking, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, it's to say... It's okay to be wrong. This is how science hypotheses work. And you know, just try to make a quick spark. That's all we can do, really. Mm-hmm. We can just make little sparks. Because mm-hmm. uh, most people, when they go to planetarium show, they might remember one fact, but they remember how they feel walking out of there. And so you want to yeah. ignite that spark and make them feel you know, um, curious walking out, to make them feel yeah. wanting more. I mean, if just one person after a show you know, goes home and then at night was like, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to go out and see if I can see the, mm-hmm. you know, the planet that they talked about in the show, yeah. that planetarium show, you know, if one person, yeah. and I'll never know if they did, but, you know, well, they went outside like and was like, oh, yeah, yeah. okay, right. cool. And it ties into what your mom said. Um, you make me want to know more yeah. about it. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Um, so let's go to this subject here. Um, what's that say? <laughs> Was I supposed to? Would have cut down the dead air. Alright, let's go with how long do you give humanity? Oh, <laughs> not long. Uh, we, uh, we're living a pandemic a right now, man. Yeah. Um, Maybe. And we were a couple of states away from Trump. Maybe, maybe another thousand years. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're optimistic. Well, oh. people like cockroaches, you know? We're not going to go easy. We'll hang around for a while. I, until our population um, just slowly dwindles to nothingness. We're like into where we're all gone? Or is it like Mad Max? Okay, so... Ooh, that'd be fun. Until we're all gone. Even if it's a Mad Max scenario, there's a, there's a chance, there's a bou- there's a chance yeah. of a bounce back yeah. later on. So right, there's well, always give and yeah, takes in civilizations. A couple thousand years. I'll, I'll give you a thousand years. Okay. A couple thousand years. I, I yeah I don't I don't see it yeah because because it's not just okay you know you might say well two thousand years ago if somebody was asked that question um, you know it, it, there's a big difference between the way we are right now and the way uh, humanity was two thousand years ago mm-hmm. there was there was the technology wasn't there to in an instant. Destroy yourself. <laughs> destroy, destroy all of humanity. Everything. Um, and that and that's where we're at right now. And and let's just be honest. We got uh, we we have a politics in the world that puts their head in the sands and just refuses to um, get back. People refuse to get vaccinated and stuff like that. And that's that's going to call some of the 
um, the, you know, the population, but you also have like say North Korea launching all these missiles and stuff. I, I don't I don't see this lasting long. Do you do you, would you say then we live in an ostricharchy? <laughs> oh, nice. Nicely done, Liz. I'm going to drink yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Push the button on the drink. Oh. <laughs> mm. Did you do it? Yeah, there we go. Now we got to take another drink. Mm. I forgot to uh, do something on here earlier. Uh, Ron says it depends on how well we can teach the rising generation how to be the kind of people other people want to work with. I'm just saying, Jet Z's got their shit down, so. I don't know what that means. The, the new generation, at least on the, the the new generation coming up, the ones after millennial. Uh, that's not Gen Z. What is it? Is that Gen Z? I don't know. I they got their. How do they have their I, shit down? I, I, I thought they were just a mess of a bunch of. You no, know. That's us. Oh yeah, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's us. Okay. There was another oils. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, right, anyway, right, anyway. Next question. On, next question. Sorry. What kind of food do you love? Oh my, oh my god. god! Okay, here's a question. If you have last, no, last no, last... no, we're not doing that. Mike's um, on this here's thing. a question. All right, so, um, um, what does space smell like? Uh, somebody asked that question. My mom know. asked that question. Yes. All right, and we'll get to she her watched, other she, she, uh, she watched something on a morning TV show, uh, and uh, and they had uh, they had uh, uh, Senator astronaut uh, Kelly Mark Kelly on. Uh, and, and he said that it smelled like NASCAR. And then so, and then so that led to her asking the question. And I have heard that space smells burnt. Yeah, like burnt metal. I am, I am curious how much that is them smelling their spacecraft. How do you smell space? Yeah, you see, the thing is, is I would, here's what I would say, um, out, out in space, you're floating around out in space, you move your helmet, let's not get into the, um, you know, the particulars of what would actually happen. Mm-hmm. But let's just say that you had a really sensitive nose. Uh-huh. Um, you took a big inhale, uh-huh. whatever that looks like, floating out in space. I, I, I would say that most of the stuff zipping around you is going to be hydrogen and helium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And There's not much out there anyway. Yeah, and it's not going to have a lot of smell to it. Well, at, at the same time, that happened, you know, pressure leaks and spacecraft, pressure leaks in suits. You're out in the middle of space. Right. And so you're away from any kind oh, of... okay. So you're away from ISS. You're away from anything like that. I mean, does space... Does, like, deep space, for example, have enough stuff to actually smell? Like, if you... It's so dispersed, right? It's so... Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I mean, it's really... Yeah, but, okay, but I think we're thinking about it in terms of the way that we can smell now. That's why I say that... We have to have a really super sensitive nose. Like in Futurama with the spell telescope. Oh, yeah, the smell telescope. Yeah, and so... Uh, my mom says they said because oh, because they said it's the disintegration of planets. Um, side note, that's the name of my new band. Disintegration of planets? Yes. <laughs> that's good. That's a good fun band. That's a, that's a good... That's a good metal band name, actually. Hey, you're welcome. I just claimed it as a punk band. Well, I'm doing my own no. ska band. He, he claimed it first. Yeah, ska. 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 Doing ska. Planet ska. breakdown. Planet breakdown. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, I can see that. But I bet you that um, the amount of particles coming from that is much smaller than... And well, and, 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 and he's talking about, like, you know, from the ISS, you know, being yeah. near the ISS, being near the Earth. And does the Orion Nebula smell different from... What, 
what different smells could there be in Because it was, you know, it's got hydrocarbons in it. And so then you might actually get kind of a, what, like a methane kind of smell. Ooh. Um, Ooh. But it you does have oxygen here. in it. Hydrogen, helium, and oxygen. And so I, I bet it really depends on where you're at. Do you think the Rose Nebula smells like roses? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, that's why it's called the Rose Nebula. Okay. <laughs> it smells like tulips. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. How would you personally react to first contact with an intelligent civilization? Ooh. How, see, how would you personally react? Ooh. Now, how do you think we're oh, on God. that one? I mean, I mean, first all right. of all, it's going to depend what that species looks like, because if it looks real scary, I might just, like, shit myself and die. So, <laughs> Can uh, you define real scary? Because they're not going to come down looking like us. I, well, that's the thing. You can't even really imagine what an alien species could look like, because everything that we've basically dreamt up in our media is kind of based off of, you know, a mix of things that we have here on the earth, you know? Yeah. Um, There's some weird looking deep sea creatures. So, I mean, if then maybe it would be dependent on like the vibe it was given out. Like if I felt like a hostile intent, you know, then it would be like fucking run away. You know, but if I didn't feel like a threat, it would, you know, I'd want to try and, like, be like, hey. Oh, so we're actually meeting them? Or? Oh, no, I thought it was like, hey, we found something. And it oh, sent a signal. Not you like, said first hey, contact. Hey, so yes. first contact yeah, literally as first contact. I, I was literally thinking Star Trek 2. Yeah, oh, first contact. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I would be very excited uh, because it would be, to me, it would just everything I wanted. Um, I really want that first contact, um, hoping that it, like in Star Trek, it would unite all of humanity, knowing it probably wouldn't. But at the same time, go back to the zombie apocalypse question. We're going to gather up some shit. We're going to go, we're going to go somewhere. (laughs) Just in case. Because they're coming from space. It's not like we have anywhere to run, but they can go back up to their spaceship. Uh, Highly advanced. And then they can uh, shoot us with the laser beams. Species beams. Um, I'm pitching a few sound. Um, all right. What would you do? Um, am, am I meeting them face to face or this? I, this is your question. Well, no, because now they're convoluted. So now okay, we well, need to okay. you're, you're not, you're, they're okay. all, It's on the news. Okay. You're not meeting them face to face. Um, I would just be fascinated to see how we react as a species oh, wow. uh, and we the did. different cultures we react because uh, as great as it will be it probably won't impact most day-to-day lives at this you know a level un- until society reacts and it either blows itself up or it won't probably won't unite i hope it does but it wouldn't why would it not unite why would it ever unite like we, we would unite that is the ultimate us versus them and we do love us versus them but there are two us we uh, have for us for I them. have my doubts that we would band together for the collective good of societies. Um, and if I personally met them and we get took their hands, I'd try to be my, my best self and put my best foot forward and you know be polite and respectful to the aliens. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, my mom says. Yeah. So before you ask, yeah, if yeah, that yeah. meteor didn't hit our population, would be dinosaurs, intelligent ones. Would they be? Clever girls. 
Well, that was only 65 million. Let's see them, by the way. That was only 65 million years ago. And the dinosaurs were around for 100, 100 million? Yeah, I don't get so I think but, they had their chance. But I like, think it's. 220 to 65. But I think it's really fun to just imagine like a T Rex with a top head and a monocle, and a, and a monocle yeah. with like a cane who's just like, oh, good day, chap. Very long cane. Yeah, a very long cane. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think there's a difference between uh, intelligence and dominance. Um, and so, I, in the past 65 million years, other than. Uh, Chicks Galoob or whatever the hell it's called. Um, there hasn't been an extinction level event like that, has there? Not like Not that, to that extent. To that but we've had. Have we had a major extinction event since? Well, Chicks we're living one right now. Oh yes, with humanity. But, yes, it's a uh, bad one. But I don't think there was one. No. Like that might have so, been the most recent. So I the question know. is: is um, were the dinosaurs on their way out anyway? Were there other extenuating yeah. factors that were uh, helped contribute to them? Um, dying out um, and, because and, I've actually seen like articles where they were already kind of on the decline uh-huh. um, at that point and then the asteroid was just the final nail in the coffin the, yeah. the chef's kiss to nature saying nope starting mm-hmm. over again yeah um, and, uh, now nature's regretting it but it, it's kind of actually kind of cool to think about um, you know thinking about dinosaurs living that additional 65 million yeah. years being around right now and then we could have had Jesus riding a stegosaurus with a laser gun if, if humanity would have... Uh, in ten hands, <laughs> I, I think the only way that humanity could have gotten here was for the dinosaurs to, to die out. Yeah, because we're, you know... Or at least the meat eaters. <laughs> yeah, we're... Because uh, we could probably take, we could probably take the, the omnivores, because you know, look at like the woolly mammoths. We did those pretty good. Yeah, no, but it's all the uh, the carnivores. Yeah, no, don't want those. I've seen, I've seen Jurassic Park 1, 2, 3, 4, and however many there are. <laughs> Yeah, the T-Rex is always the uh, the hero, though. It's true, with the glorious music. That's just those... Anyway, anyway. I love the T-Rex. Okay, next question, next right, question, so next question. Speaking of classic movies like Jurassic Park, uh-huh. what is your favorite moment in Star Wars? Oh. Favorite oh. moments. You want me to go first? Yeah. So, again, I talked about having context earlier on with Star Trek versus Star Wars, and Star Wars is so great with providing context mm-hmm. based on so many series mm-hmm. and films like that. Mm-hmm. So my favorite moment is when Ahsoka is facing down the mall in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And that one moment, if you've seen it, you know that moment. That is my favorite Star Wars moment. Mm-hmm. My favorite, and, and this is this is just going to sound stupid, my favorite is Star Wars mm-hmm. and then right into the theme. <laughs> the crawl? It, yeah, it just... The the music, mm-hmm, it just, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it, it, it's, it just gets me. It's just such a, to me, it's a powerful moment. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe it's because um, I associate that with my childhood, um, you know, actually seeing it mm-hmm. um, and, and that, that type of thing. And then, I mean, if The Empire Strike back, Strikes Back is my favorite of, oh, of the now. movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe Luke, I am your father. I mean, because that was like, what the fuck? What? And you know, as a little kid, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure that maybe they're like adults that were like, oh, I saw that coming. But as, <laughs> as a kid, I, had, I I didn't see that coming at all. Mm-hmm. But it really is that opening. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a quiet 
And then, the, and then they go right into the theme, mm-hmm. the crawl, mm-hmm. and the pan down. Yeah. I, I don't care what planet you're yeah, down Yeah, like, because that's to. when you get, you get excited. You, you get, get like, chills, you get or the, I should say, I get chills. And oh, yeah, I get the just, everyone does. I get the little... Mm-hmm. And they just, they need to bump up that music a little bit for that first part. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So, fun fact about the, the theme music there. Uh, so, you had the... Uh, 20th Century Fox uh, fanfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so John Williams wrote that first few notes of Star Wars to match that fanfare. So it would be a seamless transition. Oh, nice. Yeah. nice. Like I said, you live and die that's, by the small details. That's why he's a pro. Yep. What do you got, Liz? Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so. <sighs> I feel like I'm being interviewed for like <laughs> no, <this is> weird. <laughs> some sort of weird magazine. Weird job. <laughs> or just a weird job interview. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think my favorite moment is at the end of Rogue One when Vader appears in the darkness, just that lightsaber, that, that red lightsaber, that and, moment. You, and it illuminates him, and that is everything you've ever wanted to see from, Vader. from Darth Vader. Oh, like that yes. that is the like a that is what Vader yeah. is right there in you, that scene. Yeah, you never Every see it. Every time I see that uh-huh. scene, I'm just like, yeah. This is it. Juice Bumps thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, we're we're going to have to watch Rogue One tonight. That is, I mean, it's it, it, it's such a good movie now that such it is part of, oh, yeah. like, if we marathon one of my Star, Wars, Star Wars, movies. it's not nine movies, it's ten movies. I, I think I put it right after, yeah. after Empire? Yeah. Or is so it after New Hope? Again, context matters so much because that moment of Vader would just be cool if that was a standalone movie. Yeah, but because you have understand the it. Yeah, so that's story. that's yeah, why everyone's yeah. so great. It feeds off Star Wars itself. Anyway, it doesn't matter where it lines yeah. up. All right, all right. Next question. Another change of subject here. What do you think? Oh, space exploration will look like in one hundred or two hundred years. Oh, that's a that's a Brandon Riddle question. That is a Brandon Riddle <laughs> question. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Let me think about it. I answer? Yeah, you answer it. Oh, shit, I put thought in this one, though. Well, okay, um, well, I'll tell you what I think. I think that we actually, we move out. We leave We leave Earth. Um, in 100 years? Yeah. I, 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 what, I think what's we? I could, like, a humanity. I, I, you know, I, I am an Earthling, um, but some subset of this Earth is going to, um, they will, we will have gone to Mars. Uh, we will we will have had astronauts walk on Mars. Uh-huh. I am willing to bet um, any amount of money because I'll, I'll be dead. That in a hundred years we will have um, uh, people living on the moon. We oh, yeah. we will have uh, and, and and I will go so far to say that um, I bet you that somebody well I don't know this 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 is going to be a stretch <laughs> that there's a there's a possibility that. That the first person born on another world will be born, and I, bet it I mean, when you send people, you may have babies. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. I. It. It's been fifty years since we first sent people to the moon. Uh, fifty-two years, uh, yeah, and we haven't made much progress. We made. So my standards uh, are way lower for a hundred years. So now, we, now years? we have private industry that's uh, involved. There's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to unpack but... with both these statements. Mm. I apologize. Let's continue. No, I think uh, 
I think maybe we'll just be sending the first human to Mars, humans to Mars in a hundred years. Optimist. Oh, yeah. It's half empty, people. Half empty. (laughs) It's actually more than than half empty because your glass is not like this. It is actually angled. I didn't ask for geometry, your maths. (laughs) Um, I'm just saying you're right. Yeah, I'm not as... (laughs) I don't think, I know, I'm not as optimistic. I don't think we're going to progress as far. And also, I think that there are also uh, other factors that would slow us down, like, I don't know, just idiot conservatives and climate change. So, um... Well, here's a follow-up question to your question. Ooh. Should we? Should we be going to Mars uh, and to the moon? Yes. Um, or should we try to fix the shit that we got going on? I think the only way to fix the shit that we're going on is is we need better and newer technologies, which we're only going to get through uh, space exploration, because that's generally how I we mean, get I all of our technologies agree. anyway. I completely oh, agree. Oh, I know! Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we can do both. Um, we, we need, we need uh, idiocy to go away in this world. Brandon is too stoic and quiet. Brandon, take it away. Well, there's a lot to unpack with what he was saying here. <laughs> oh, but but here's the thing. You came into this going, I, I'm not going to answer a damn question. I'm just going to ask questions. It's going to be the Liz and Mike show. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it is now. Yeah, that's why I'm quiet. There's a lot to unpack with all of this stuff. Um, I, I really don't know anything. <laughs> you may speak now. Okay, so what was the last question I had? I it was know. the one about if Something we're going to be in 200 years. Oh, okay. Um, so in space exploration in 100 years, yes, we certainly have put people on Mars, certainly have more people on the moon, mm-hmm. um, certainly have more space stations between you know us and China, many more space stations. Mm-hmm. Um, and... There was the question. Uh, you, you, there were so many points to touch on. I don't remember any of the points now. That's what happens. <laughs> That's why I have notes have to, to write touch, things down. You don't have to touch on all the points. Okay. In 100 years. Um, the 100 or 200? I said 100 or 200 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I thought I, yeah. thought I heard it. We get to ours in, my, in our lifetime, 100%. Uh, we have a station on the moon, like Antarctica, in our lifetimes, 100%. And beyond that point, um, there are hopes and wishes, but it's it's too far out uh, politically, too far out technology. I I just don't know. So that's what I'm guaranteeing right here on Cosmos with you Cosmos. Had first. You had that Brad first. Riddle guarantees 100 there will be a moon base on the moon and within our lifetime on Mars within our lifetime. Yeah, I, I'm gonna guess within beep, 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 beep. within 15 years we'll have at least some people on Mars. Some within 15 15? 15? 15. 15? Yeah. 1-5. 1-5? Yeah. The, the biggest issue... That's like a, a baby born today is becoming teenagers. Life support. Years. And I think, I think we can do that within 15 years. Mm. Um, More re- realistically, 25, but I think 15. Optimist. Pessimist. pessimist. And you know what's crazy is that I really come across as a pessimist in, in real life, but deep down, I'm so an optimist. Hopeful. My mom says, uh, we have better habitats on space stations, so we may move there before a planet, maybe thousands of space stations. I can see I can uh, see space stations over so moving the planet first. I would so live on a space station. Really quick. Um, back 20 years ago, there was a company called Blue Origin that was founded. Uh-huh. And uh, Blue Origins, their goal was to have thousands or millions of people living in space in the next century. Mm-hmm. And we all believed it because, you know, uh, or we, we really believed in their goal because they were such a well-run company. 
and people, the employees, you know, they strove for those goals. And you're making progress slowly but efficiently, uh-huh, which was the, uh-huh, the motto. Uh-huh. Um, until in the last year, they completely blown apart their um, reputation, and now I'd be surprised they get anyone else in uh-huh. space. Is that because they sent um, a penis, big penis, to space? That's what rockets are. Um, <laughs> I mean, but this one specifically looked a little bit. Better. No, their culture has gone to shit, and HR is a joke there, and mm-hmm. everything's bad and terrible. So, Blue Origin, you broke my heart, man. You broke my heart. So, yeah, that was my, my the, the space. They wanted, down, they, man. they wanted a whole bunch of people in space. This is supposed to be hopeful. This okay, supposed well, to be hopeful. There's, there's, there's other Blue Origins that aren't Blue Origin out there. Yeah. Owned by the richest man in the world. Yeah. Owned by. The well, second richest whatever. man in the world. It's one of the top, the top uh, three. I don't know. Sorry, Lord, you broke my heart, man. All right, next question. Next question. Next now question. I close my book. Let me reopen it. Um, explain the joy you get from looking at the night sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You, you, it just makes you feel connected to a larger thing. Um, you know that mm-hmm. I, I um, he, you, you can't. I don't think I can answer this question without political-esque analogies. You know, I live in Utah. Um, Utah is part of the United States. And, you know, we we look at ourselves as Americans. um, But really and truly, we're earthlings. But when you look up the night sky, just at the beauty of it, I feel connected um, to the universe. And I feel like I am part of the universe. And I am a citizen of the universe. Um, And it's, it's just... I'm connected, and to also be able to look at these little twinkling lights um, and these little lights that move across the sky and to understand why and how they work, mm-hmm. is, to me, it's just an amazing thing. It, it takes me out of me worrying about a workshop I, or two I have to do for a conference or you know, paying bills and things like that, and it it just releases me from all of that. Mm-hmm. Hangs you in the petrol infinity. <laughs> yeah. Petrol in- infinite, rather, that'd be a better word. Um, yeah, it's like, a, it's, like, it's like when you're a kid and everything is just like, Ooh, wow, you're so full of like, wonder, wonder and, and awe. awe. And so like that's the feeling. It's like, ah, you can look up there and just be like, oh, those stars are this far away and what's going on out there, you know? Yeah, like, and you can, you can do anything when you're looking at them. Because you can, you can think about the physics of them if you want to, mm-hmm. or you can go, hey, that looks like a man up there, and you can you can tell stories with them. Mm-hmm. You can go whatever direction you want to. It's, it's art or it's science, which are, to me, the same thing, but um, yeah, it's just it's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to me, then, so yes to all of these, clearly, <laughs> it's just magical looking up there, but I also... In addition, love thinking of the potential, not the potential of humanity going out there to explore. Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily the potential of other life going out there, but like of all the stories that are out there in all the galaxies, just mm-hmm. imagine what's happening that we don't know, mm-hmm. or what's happening that we can only imagine that is happening that we just don't know about. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. that potential of the unknown and Star the stories Wars that excites could be potentially me. Potentially real. Well, that was a long time ago in a different galaxy. Um, <laughs> so it could have been real. Also, that's a drink list. Yeah, it's a drink. Is it a Star drink? Wars. Oh, Star Wars. Should have said that. Yeah, what, what are these? I mean, yeah, along those lines. Are you okay? What happened? <laughs> what did I miss? Did it come out your nose? She had a Davison. 
It'd be great if it came out in those. You come out now? Like, oh, you just total Davis in that. No, I just like overflowed my mouth, and this is why I drink with straws. <laughs> that because you can't use. I can't. <laughs> but at this point, you probably could use that straw. Yeah, it's probably melted yeah. though. But um, I can't. But what? What are, what are those? Those um, aliens for a really bad, like a better word, um, like what? Are, what are they? What do they think? What do they look like? How do they think? How do they think? Mm-hmm. How do they communicate with each what other? What does their art look like? Yeah, exactly. Serious. Music. What kind of stories do they have? What, do, what legends do they tell about the yeah, sky? Yeah, it's all yeah. fascinating. So it just, it just opens up a world of possibility, a universe a of possibilities. <laughs> all right, so um, Katie says she did this yesterday yeah. at a party. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, no, oh, you, spitting you, out your you drink. You were thinking about aliens and like what they... Oh, no, it was just Davison, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. We, so I've been asked, do you guys have questions on either side of me or in the audience, perhaps? Well, you, your mom asked, um, can you hear in space or something? What is something about sound in space? And the answer is no. Because? There, oh, that's right. She did. There's no sound. Uh, I, can't, I, I don't have my phone. Because no one yeah. can hear you scream in no space. No one can no hear one you can scream. And, and that's really because. Um, uh, sound needs a medium to uh, flow it's through. It's your sound wave. Yeah. Um, it's actually it's actually compression waves. <laughs> but yeah. it, it depends on the uh, No, no, no. It's compression waves. <laughs> and so he's got a degree in physics, so I listen to him. No, down, <laughs> down the patriarchy. Down Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> no, they're compression. But anyway, so um, and there's just really no medium for that sound to go through. Yeah. Um, and actually, you hear better underwater. Or, or sound moves better sounds underwater it. than it does through the air because it's thicker medium. Mm-hmm. And now we're all thinking about whale sounds. Now I am thinking. I'm yeah. thinking of the last time I was underwater. Yeah. <laughs> and, but what is really cool about that medium question is that, you know, 130 years ago, it w- there was a debate. Um uh, what is the medium of space? Uh, because there wasn't a lot of uh, understanding of how the light goes from the sun um, to to the earth. Mm. Because at that time, they uh, we realized that you needed a medium for sound to go through. So light had to do the same thing. Light was a wave. It had to have some sort of medium to go through. And they were looking for the medium of space called the ether. And they couldn't mm, find it. Ether. <laughs> yeah. And so it turns out that um, electromagnetic waves create their own medium, quote unquote medium. Mm. Um, and so um, it's not the right word, but uh, but they, they create their own oscillating fields and they don't need a A lot like medium. tachyons. Yeah. <laughs> so backwards in time. <laughs> uh, she says, are there some sort of radio waves? I don't understand this question. Uh, yes, yes, there are radio waves. Um, but I, there are radio waves. But I, I say this not understanding the question. Um, but yeah, there are there are radio radio waves, and um, astronomers use a, a particular radio wave that is twenty one centimeters long, its wavelength, and um, which is the wavelength of hydrogen, and you can use that to map out. Uh, that's how we used it to map out the spiral arms in the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. Um, looking for those um, clouds of dust and gas. 
but I don't understand what the question, what the question is to to okay. answer that. Okay. So, um, Liz, any any questions? I do. Uh, in fact, I think that maybe I'll ask this question and then we can close it out and then go to the hangover. Oh, the hangover! Got all about the hangover. The hangover. It's been too long. God, see, okay. I'm gonna stop sending you on assignment. Um, <laughs> when are we getting those reports? <laughs> yeah. On Monday, literally on Monday. <laughs> TP reports. Um, yes, my question is: since since you started, you know, studying astronomy, you know, studying in quotes, like learning about becoming interested in astronomy mm-hmm. and learning about astronomy mm-hmm. in space and stuff. What is, um, I'll say, one of the most favorite things you've learned? <clears throat> I had this one ready to go. Did you? Was a question. Did you? Was it? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so do I set it up properly or do, do I just say it? Just do what just you want to do. She's asked the question. Uh, so just it. say it. Um, every single second there's a supernova. Oh, right. Hands down my favorite space fact of all time. Every single second the star is tearing itself apart. Right now. Boom. Oh, shit. Boom. Right now. Hey, right, right now. Right now. Right now. Another one. 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 Uh, right. Just uh-huh. put a supernova counter. A supernova counter. And, and there will be no context till the very end. We'll see if I have the time this week to put that in. Uh... And, and if we remember, because I'm going to forget. I mean, I'll remember when I'm watching this back. Oh but... yeah, that's true. That's true. And yeah, I think I'm not going to go back and do that. And I go, I don't have time for this shit. No. And you know, for me, it is black holes are the simplest mm-hmm. objects in the universe. It really is. You really just need to know their mass. Uh-huh their charge, and how fast they're spinning. Mm-hmm. That's it. Three numbers. But with donuts, you only need to know how much glaze they have, <laughs> how big are they, and what how's the hole is in the center. So, out? like, donuts and black holes well, are the same. same to me. They're the same. One, one might taste like NASCAR. That's true. One <laughs> might taste like delicious. delicious. <laughs> Uh, you won't ever get a chance to taste that. Uh, um, uh, that, that I'm willing that to give one. it a try. <laughs> your tongue's going to reach it first if you're going <laughs> yeah. I mean, Or we can make some donut black holes. Donut hole, donut, donut black, black holes. Yeah. 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 What do you got, Mike? What question you got? And then we're... I never answered. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, my favorite thing that I've learned about space is uh, light speed. The amount of time it takes mm. for light to travel, and thinking about how when we're looking out at you know uh, an exoplanet that's forty two thousand light years away, we're seeing it as it was forty two thousand years ago. Yeah. So it just is like you're always what? looking into the past. You're always looking into the past, and it's like the closest that I can get to tra- time travel is yeah. by looking at space. Yeah. What's really weird? What's really weird is. All right, so you look at you look at the sun. Don't ever look at the don't sun. Don't actually look at the don't sun. Look at the sun. proper solar filters on your um, Cosmos with Cosmos says, do not ever look at the sun. You heard it here, here, here first. God dang it. You heard it here first, folks. Don't look at the sun. Thank you, Liz. Do not look at the sun. But the light that comes here from the sun is eight and a half. Eight and a half minutes old. Yeah, that from, looks, the, from the surface. From the surface. From the surface. It took hundreds of thousands of years which is to so get to cool. the surface. Which yeah. is Amazing. So yeah, just, and just, yeah, but yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's like the coolest shit to me. Hundred thousand years old. It's basically time. Time is the coolest shit to me. Yeah. Apparently. And then you look in the moon. You look at the moon. It's a a second and a half. But for me, looking at you, you're 
Always in the past. You get. You're always in the past. I'm looking at you as you as you were like a nanosecond ago. Yeah. And that's that just a delay. so so. There's a delay, but we're also being brought together because we have mass, we have gravity, and they're acting with each other. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm technically exerting a force on Mike over here. Yeah. And vice versa. Yes. And all around. Yeah, and we're actually getting it for anybody who's watching this. Uh, yeah, very well. technically. So we feel your gravity. Yeah. So so we can say what's cool is really relative. <laughs> oh, well done, well done. He's true on so many levels. But well done. <laughs> Mm. I forgot I can use my straw now. All right, folks. So if you thought of any questions of your own, um, feel free to hang out with us in the Hangover, and we will answer those questions. But for now, I think we're going to wrap up another great episode of Cosmos with Cosmos. Mm -hmm. um, again, follow us on the things. If you like, uh, please give us ratings so that we can reach more people and we can fulfill our itch of podcasting as we talked about earlier in this episode. <laughs> sure. Uh, so with that, everyone... Stay safe. Stay healthy, everybody. <laughs>